Hey, I'm Brianna. And I'm Lauren. It's easy to compare yourself to others on social media. But if there's one thing we know, it's that Instagram is just a highlight reel. That's why we are bringing you raw and honest conversations on success, health, finance, and relationships from the people who aren't afraid to speak the truth. Anything else is all bullshit. You're listening to It's All Bullshit with Lauren and Brie. What's up? So every time I talk on my story or like I'm like about to like talk to like a YouTube video or like on here and everything, I always want to like start singing like Trap Queen. Like I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. I don't know. It just like every time runs through my mind. <laughs> you should. I I would appreciate it. Singing Trap Queen at uh, nine in the morning, casual. It's fine. Yeah, but you know what song I started singing first thing this morning was um somebody come get her. She dancing like a stripper. <laughs> and I cannot stop singing that song. Like I can't. It's a disease. Once it's in your head, it's not going anywhere. Mm-mm. I first really want to thank our listeners and um, Brie and I have been getting some amazing support and we've been seeing your reviews and um, there was in particular one that made me laugh, uh, Brie, that you sent me and it was that um, Warren's love for tart slash plain frozen yogurt is like apparent on a spiritual level. <laughs> I literally like, I, like, I, like I felt my passion for plain frozen yogurt. And I was like, yes, I feel I feel heard. I have I've had like several people reach out to me and be like, I like plain yogurt too. And I was like, well, unfollow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I was like, you guys are not well. Like, I'm about to like ship some sugar packets to your house. Jesus. Uh, oh, do it. Uh it's an acquired taste. It's like black coffee or like green tea or like you know certain wines I'm sure it's like an acquired taste um but I I felt I felt heard and seen (laughs) that's what I like to hear I'm I'm happy that you have this now to be as an outlet for people that are just as fucked up as you it's funny though I sent uh or me and Lauren were talking about how like these people are relating to her and uh someone was like saying that her uh her husband called her a serial killer because she eats the uh plain or the tart yogurt and look and I sent it to Lauren and Lauren was like yeah well only serial killers sleep with their socks on which is what I do (laughs) so I was like so we essentially have a serial killer podcast it's fine we do have a serial killer podcast psychopathic posts but actually i feel like one of the first youtube videos that i saw of you was you just like chowing down some cereal is that incorrect am i making that up probably oh no i really fuck with cereal a lot so i might have removed it but i have a highlights on my story that was i literally called it serial killer and it was just me eating cereal because it was just my entertainment i can't keep cereal in the house like, I, I, the only cereal I can keep in the house is, like, Fiber One. Because I'm not going to binge. Actually, I've, I've still binged Fiber One. Um, but I'm less likely to do that than, like, Frosted Flakes. Um, but speaking of binging, I did actually want to talk about, um, really quick, the difference between snacking and binging. Because we talk a lot about binge eating in episode one. And I'm kind of fed up with these 
girls that are like, I'm a binge eater too. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, sometimes I have like two servings and then I'll go and then I'll have like a piece of cake. And then and I'm like, honey, that's just snacking. That's not binging. I like, I really want people to know the difference. <laughs> yeah, let's, that's important to discuss. I, I'll admit I've had like disordered eating habits, but I would never say like I've had like an eating disorder. I have personally never experienced like binge purging or anything like that. Um, but like, I feel like it's definitely just, it has a lot to do with the mindset around it, in my opinion. And then obviously there's the difference between you go from snack to snack and then you full out binge. But I think like one thing, if any of you are dealing with that where you feel like you keep snacking, it's because you're fucking hungry. Mm-hmm. Eat some food, drink some water. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think like, oh, I can't stop snacking. Okay, well, tell please tell me what your meals have been for the day because you're trying to have egg whites and a banana for breakfast and then you're trying to have a salad with barely anything on mm-hmm. it for lunch and then you can't understand why you keep picking and picking it's because you're hungry feed yourself if you have any way to shed light on that please do i i do and i'm ready to talk about it because i've been thinking about it a lot lately and my relationship with food is um the healthiest it's ever been although it was hard because when we were on the road I kept seeing like all the fast food signs and I'm a secret fast food bandito and that's what I used to binge on all the time um so that was a little triggering to me I like I kept wanting to stop like every single time that I saw um I just feel like so bad in like admitting this, but like I'm just going to. But every single time like I saw an in and out, I was like, ooh, in and out. Or every time every single time I saw like a DQ, I was like, ooh, vanilla soft serve. Like I haven't had those things in years. Um, but it kept like putting like these kind of subliminal messages in my head. And that was like also like you're on the road and we're driving on um 40, the southern route to Texas from uh San Francisco. So there's like you're bored, right? So you're like looking at all these fast food signs and I just kept thinking about it up until like a couple of days ago. I, I haven't really thought much about fast food at all, but I would go, there was a time in my life um, where I would go drive through to drive through the drive through and order all of this food. And the only reason I went to multiple drive throughs was because I didn't want the one drive through to know that like I was ordering all this food. So I would go to like a McDonald's, get like three or four double cheeseburgers, 20 piece chicken nuggets, and then go to like cookout and then get like a barbecue pork sandwich, like all of these sandwiches and eat them all in my car and then throw them like in the parking lot of the fast food restaurants and then throw out the bags. And I did get into a cycle where I would like binge and purge, but like I was such a lazy, lazy purger. Like I would just fall asleep. By the way, like bulimics like can be like chubby or overweight. <laughs> I'm just laughing because I've never heard that. No, it's true. Like I'd be like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm just going to purge all this up. But like, I don't know. I guess maybe I should have mentioned that there's a trigger warning in this, but it was like a really, it's like living in a prison of your own body and I think that a lot of women binge eat like that but it's such a shameful thing and I would like to classify my own personal definition of what binging eating eating is is when you're secretively eating in excess and making yourself feel sick because you're not addressing certain emotions that you're feeling like to me that's what binging is it is not but it is Mm -hmm. not just overeating that is completely different 
It is not, it's, it's a secretive behavior that you do that you feel ashamed about that you're also spending money, like a lot of money on. And that's the biggest difference. And I was still listening to our first episode again. And I was like, I don't think we ever really talked about like what this actually is. And like, you did touch on it and it was like binging for you where right. you would go, you were told you could have one frozen yogurt and then you'd go to the store and then you'd go and buy all the frozen yogurt, all the sprinkles, all the cool whip. And then like that for you was binging. But I think some women are calling things binging or some people in general are calling things binging yeah. when it's just like, dude, you're just hungry. Like you said, like you're just snacking. You're hungry. There is emotional eating. That's not the same. Like it's okay to do that once in a while. Like be kind to yourself. But if you actually are binge eating, that's something that is very, very, very serious. Yeah. That leads to all sorts of depression, all sorts of real bad mental anguish that like it really does need to be addressed. Like you really do need to see a therapist if you are binge eating because it is very serious. Oh, Yeah. Oh, 100%. In general, if you're having if you're just like struggling with your relationship with food, like if it's if it's not like as severe as like technical binge eating, then like I understand if you want to try to address it on your own first, but I think everyone can benefit from therapy. Like just talking to your girlfriends about it, especially your girlfriends that do the same shit is not going to help. So many people deal with disordered eating nowadays. Like even myself, like I'm like just working on like just like my relationship with food. And like this past week, I've honestly been so good with like my relationship with my food, my body, and it comes and goes. And I think that's one thing that's important to address. Like, and I love that you said that like, you know, you haven't had those things in years and you were kind of driving past them again. And they were like triggers for you. And it's not that you're restricting yourself because, oh my gosh, like I can't have these things. It's like, no, I'm aware that these things are a trigger for me and I don't want to go down that path again. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. get myself to a place where I can drive past the fast food and not be bothered by it. But right now I know that, you know, that might still affect me and it might still cause me to relapse or whatever it may be. So I'm going to, you know, step away, not put myself in that situation right now. So just kind of like, mm-hmm. just take a look back and see like where you're at. What does affect you? Is it actual binge eating? Do you need to go to a therapist? Or maybe mm-hmm. are you hungry? And so, or maybe mm-hmm. you're just thinking about food too much. I think that that's where I was recently. I was just always thinking about like, well, what am I going to eat? If I eat that, is it going to put me over my calories? And like, I was just like, mentally like over restricting myself ahead of time so it made me want the things more Mm -hmm. try and assess where you're at and see do you need to go get help maybe you can just try and implement your own little things and do research you know look into it don't Mm -hmm. just think that you can fix yourself because if you've been doing this for years like it's Mm -hmm. it's the saying like you know don't uh do the same thing and expect different results if you can't cure it yourself go look for help there's no shame in that whatsoever Right. And there are behaviors that I taught myself and that I studied that work really well when I am feeling triggered. And one of them is to have a snack. And another of them is to make sure I have beverages. And for some reason, I really feel good with a beverage with a straw. Um, And like, I try not to use plastic straws nowadays. But this morning, I had extra in my car because we did stop at fast food. And like, you know, we practice like a balance between like fast food and getting some healthy snacks on our road trip. But like, I'll get into more some of the behaviors in another episode about how I did overcome binge eating because I do consider myself as like a recovered and a recovering person from that. But there are a lot of things. And one of them is to always make sure you're really well hydrated. So it's like we joke about how we always have all of our beverages. But I think you and I are very like just naturally a little bit more hungry 
than a lot of people. Like I'm just kind of, I just run hungry. Like I just kind of wake up hungry. Like I just kind of am a hungry person in general, you know? And I think you are too. And, <laughs> and I feel so that. I feel that. Anyways, that was my little thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, but I am so excited to interview a little bit about your upcoming launch. And so Brianna has a fitness apparel line. It is called Waylon Apparel. She's going to talk a little bit about that and how she started today because it's a really inspiring story. Um, I want to read something that I found on your website that I really love about your mission. Um, Waylon is a Celtic name that means son of the wolf. One of the most well-known traits of wolves is the alpha wolf's incredible ability to lead their pack. Our mission at Wayland Apparel is to inspire others to lead by example. It is to motivate others to do more than just talk about their goals, but instead execute them. I love that. So did you come up with that yourself? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. The name Wayland I actually found on Pinterest. I really lucked out. I was just, I knew that I was like ready to start my clothing line, but I had no idea what I wanted to name it. I wanted it to be something random. I didn't want it to say fit or gym or any of that in it. Um, and so I wasn't even looking for names. I just was going on Pinterest because it's what I do. And I saw this name Wayland pop up as a baby name. And I saw that it said Son of the Wolf. And I was like, that is so badass. And I wanted my brand to be badass. Like I wanted it to be about like, you know, just men and women that just work hard. Like I am just such a firm believer that you can do anything if you're willing to work for it. And I think that there's a lot of brands out there nowadays that have kind of become soft in a sense, um, shall we call it? And that's fine. And that works for some people. And some people are motivated by talking about balance all the time or just saying, do what you can. But I personally have gotten to where I am in life because I have chased like the hard motivation. And I've looked up to people that were like a little bit more like hardcore, like just do it, get it done. Stop talking about your goals execute them. And that's just kind of what I wanted to be able to put out to the people um, so that hopefully it can, you know, touch and help any of them. Um, so um, one thing I would say, like, in my life, I've definitely always been like a leader in a sense, um, I feel. And with my platform in general, like I want to help like lead and motivate people instead of just showing them the booty workout or just showing them the recipe. Like I want to inspire people to get up off their couch and go to the gym or inspire people to start their own business or whatever it is. Um, so that's just really what I wanted to be able to, you know, show throughout our brand, you know, clothing that make you, makes you feel good in the gym that makes you want to keep going back or just, you know, seeing something that we posted and being like, damn, like, you know, that gets me really excited or motivated or whatever. So I think sometimes it's hard to translate that through clothing, but I'm definitely doing my best and hoping that it's motivating and inspiring some people out there. Yeah. And you're doing a kick-ass job. Um, a few things that I really like is that there's lots of diversity in your brand. You know, it's not just all white chicks, like looking skinny. It's kind of curvier, you know, black women, you know, women of color. Um, and that was before racism that we've been experiencing in our country has been more and more brought to light. You were doing the diversity in your advertising and your messaging, making sure that you're catering to all types of people. And I really commend you for that because there are a lot of brands out there that were not doing that prior to May. Thank you. Thank you. It's a little hard because I'm still, uh, 
still meeting people in California. So whenever we have shoots back home, I'm able to reach out to my friends that I've had uh, in Philadelphia and such whenever we have the shoots back Mm -hmm. here. But out here, definitely still trying to make friends and meet people, but we definitely do our best. And we're always looking for the right people to join our team. I mean, we do look for people that are super motivating and people that are promoting on their social media, um, just because obviously that's how Mm -hmm. we get the word out. And that's, it's always an amazing platform to spread the word. But if you feel like you're a good fit, or you feel like you know anybody that's a good fit, it doesn't matter. We have people that only have a 1000 followers. And we have people that have 170,000 followers. So um, that doesn't necessarily matter. It's more about how you represent yourself. And do you encompass what the brand talks about? So if you feel like you're a good fit for that, please feel free to reach out. You can always email us at info at waylandapparel.com. Awesome. So you do have a launch coming up. What is it that inspired this launch? I know you have some new pieces that you haven't had before. You're introducing a short. School me on it. What's different? I am so excited for these shorts. So we started with leggings and sports bras. And as soon as that was decided, I started sampling shorts like right away. So for over a year, I've been working on these shorts now. I just felt like so many pairs of my spandex shorts, like they would ride up and then like my butt would be hanging out. And it's like, it's already hard enough to work out at the gym without old creepy men staring at you. I don't need like my ass cheeks hanging out on top of that. So that, and like, I also just wanted a pair of shorts that I could go to the grocery store afterwards and not feel like I'm being stared at the entire time and things like that. Um, So, I mean, it's the nature of spandex shorts. These do still ride up a little bit, you know, when you're working out. I'm because, I mean, if you make them too tight at the bottom, then you're fat squeezing out at the bottom. You know, your thick thighs are coming out. Nobody wants that either. We don't want the bulge. So, you know, they... The nature of spandex shorts, they do ride up a little bit, but when they do, they're still like the perfect length and I don't feel like overexposed. All these other brands, whenever I would put them on, like I felt like I would do a couple of exercises and all of a sudden I'm in a bikini. So that was the main goal um, when creating these. Literally when I put them on, I'm like, I I made these? Like, okay. like, And they're super soft. The waistband is fire, butt looks amazing in them. The inseam is like, it's about five to six inches. So it's not quite a bike short. I've seen a couple of people um, mm-hmm. talking about them as bike shorts. It's not quite that long. Um, it might be on a short person, but um, I didn't want a full on bike short because not everybody's with that trend. Not everybody's with it. They don't like it. So um, I wanted like a good little midi. I literally named them the midi short. Yeah. But I'm super excited about those. What does it take to sell out a launch? Because I know that you always talk about like needing to sell out, but like I, I always get confused by that uh, because don't you kind of want to have inventory to sell and have on your website or like, what does it take to sell out a launch even? That's actually a really good question. Cause a lot of people are like, um, they get upset sometimes when things get sold out. They're like, it's sold out of my size. And I'm like, yo, I told you to buy on launch day. Um, so why it works like that? Um, well, just as for a business in general, you want to create a sense of urgency. Um, so just like from any um, you know, clothing brand that does that, they want to create a sense of urgency to get the buyers to, you know, go buy right then and there. But for us as a small business, we like bootstrap everything, which means that like, as we get more money, we reinvest it. We don't have investors coming in and, or anybody like giving us money and we're not getting loans to buy more inventory. So in order for us to create more products, we have to be able to move the product that we currently have. So, the more we're able to sell out stuff, the quicker we can restock things that you guys want to see or get new launches coming. So 
the faster, like, you know, the sooner the people are buying, the sooner we can get another launch up and going because we have that money to reinvest. And right now, everything we make, we reinvest. But our goal is like to grow as quick as we can. Like it's my boyfriend and I that uh, run it and we um, don't pay ourselves anything. We just reinvest everything, whether it's for marketing or we're trying to expand. So before we were just doing, you know, leggings and a sports bra. Now a lot of our launches are three pieces and now we also have a men's line and now we're trying to get launches like quicker and quicker. So maybe we make enough to buy, you know, for two different launches after one launch, whatever it may be. Um, the quicker it sells out, the quicker we can get more stuff coming That's to awesome. you guys. That's awesome. It's so informative. And I kind of want to unpack some of those things that you talked about a little bit in case there are people that are interested in not just starting an apparel line, but um, starting a business or starting a business that has a product. So there's a few things that you have to... that. You, Let's start a little bit about this. Like, how did you learn this basic startup mentality information? Like, where is a lot of this information coming from? Where did you learn some of these bare bones skills that are very helpful? I wish I had like one source in general to point people to, but just constant Googling for like every article. Um, I've read a couple of books here and there, um, watched so many YouTube videos. Just look how to start a business, how to run a startup, how to start a clothing line, just Googling different things like that. And just from over the years, like I've always tried to listen to, even before I knew I was starting Waylon, I was listening to, you know, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee and just different people like that all the time that were, you know, spitting out little bits of knowledge here and there. And also for me, I came from a place where I didn't have any other option but to bootstrap it. I didn't have excess money. I didn't have mommy and daddy saying, here's 10 grand, go put this towards your first business. I couldn't go get a loan. Like I already had other debts that I need to focus on paying off. So this was in a sense, this is how I had to do it. People always ask, would you want to sell this like down the road? As of right now, I just can't see that. Like as you grow, having people that know more about you on board and investing in that sense could be great. But as of right now, like I want this to be my thing. I don't want somebody else giving me money and trying to have their say in it. You know, I wanted this to be like my vision. I didn't want that to get changed, especially mm -hmm. so early on. So I kind of knew that it was going to be me and I was going to have to figure it out and I was going to fund it. And that was all there was going to be to it. Would you at any point, maybe when you start getting bigger, would you consider taking on an investor or two? I would once I think it gets to like the right point. But I think if I did, I would want it to be someone who can actually be like helpful and has experience as far as like just getting someone's money to help me. That doesn't appeal to me as much but somebody who actually like I know for example Ben Francis with Gymshark I know he had people that he hired slash they were investors and it's kind of funny because he's a young guy and he was hiring these guys that were like 20 years older than him so I don't know exactly if it was like a hire or like an investment situation but I'm pretty sure they're like part owners now as far as I know but that was like huge in him growing Gymshark because he was obviously you know, this 24 year old kid, he didn't know how to run like such a large business. So something like that could definitely be appealing to me. Um, but with where we are right now, I'm just trying to focus on getting to the point where, you know, I can even pay myself to right. do this full time. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're going with the flow. We're learning as we go for sure. Do you have any advice about starting a business, things that you've learned that you've made mistakes in, like in the beginning that you don't want people to repeat? I think my biggest 
flaw in general, which this is also a strength for me. And this is kind of why I was able to just go is I just act and I just like execute. I just do stuff, which can be great, but it can also be an issue because sometimes, you know, I don't edit or I don't proofread or I don't double check. So definitely double check your work. (laughs) Definitely proofread things I've like lost. And just like, this is just a silly, like smaller um, example, but you know, I was getting like little inserts that we put in with every package when we ship them. I was getting those printed and I made a typo on it, typo on it, um, literally spelling Waylon apparel. Like I was typing our Instagram handle and I like put a T instead of a Y. Um, just like little things like that. That was like, you know, a hundred dollars down the drain just because I didn't double check how I spelled everything. Cause I just get like, type it out. Oh, okay. That's done On to the next task. Um, so that would be one thing. And just like, don't forget that like you can't ever stop learning. You're not going to ever know anything at any point in your life. So maybe you think that you know how to run your marketing for your business, but I promise you there's something else you can learn. And don't be afraid to talk to different people, even, you know, people that don't have any insight on sales because maybe they, I don't want to say they don't have any insight. People that don't do sales for a living I'm sure they could probably still have some insight on it. Um, There's a book called Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone. And it literally like says everyone is a salesperson. Like if you're in a relationship, you had to sell your significant other on wanting to date you. You know, if you landed a job after a job interview, you were selling yourself. Everyone's a salesperson without knowing it. Don't be afraid to talk to different people about it, but also don't always take everyone's advice. You know, do your research. If somebody tells you something, look it up. Are they right? I don't know. They might be telling you to do something stupid. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of resources out there. Consider the source always. I like that a lot. And Mm -hmm. um, that's why I got so burned out in the female founder community in San Francisco, because it felt like the blind leading the blind constantly. And (laughs) I do want to support female founders and small business owners, but a lot of female founders forgot that they need to also have a business. A lot of people just have these ideas and then they make all of these mistakes and then they feel like they can give advice. And it just started to get so like, you know, how we're talking about lychee just felt like I was in an extreme situation where I was always going to like these social gatherings and social groups. And just because you're another female founder doesn't mean that I relate at all with what you're saying or what you're doing. And sometimes you need to diversify your crowd and be around some men founders too. And I am a feminist 100%, but also I think there's something to be said about confidence that we need to learn from a man. And like that, just kind of like Brie violin energy that you have is something that's more that like, I'm going to fake you out with what I don't know. I'm going to learn circles around you is something that is much more prevalent in male energy. And it's not enough explored in females. And I would love to start seeing that more, which is why like, we really wanted to start this podcast. We really wanted to be like, look, we don't know what we're doing all the time. It's all bullshit. But we're going to figure some shit out. So I also wanted to ask you a little bit. You talked about how like one of your flaws is also one of your strengths and that you just want to execute things. And I relate 100%. It is definitely a huge flaw of mine. And I think that it's really rooted in impatience. I'm an impatient person. I want to see results. I want to know what the numbers are just like you. And so (laughs) I'm wondering... I think that's a very like East Coasty type vibe. Um, like we're both from the East Coast, and 
we're not down for the coddling energy. I want to know how much of that comes from your experience in the National Guard and like boot camp because you spent some time doing some military shit, which is badass. Um, I think I get my like impatient, like just get it done type of thing um, from my dad. Actually, um, I think that that's 100% how he is. But it's actually funny because uh, I said at the beginning, you know, I've always kind of prided myself in being more of a leader. And the military, I think, was so hard for me, especially basic training at the beginning and everything, because that was like the one place, like that was completely uncharted territory for me. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't know what I was doing. I had to, you know, learn all of these different ranks in the chain of command. And then if somebody came up to me, I had to know how to know how to greet them. And I had to remember just looking at this little symbol on their chest, you know, what rank they were. And that was just like completely unlike anything I was used to. So if there's any situation that I wasn't really a natural born, like stand out with the front leader in, it was definitely in the military. And I ended up before I got out, I was eventually promoted to an NCO, which is a non-commissioned officer. So I was a sergeant. And at that point, I had people under me. I was like in charge of people. I had to be a leader. But I feel like when it came to the military, I mean, and lucky for me, I had people that were underneath me that were just good soldiers. But um, for me, I got to that point where I it was more of like a lead by example thing. Because when you're in the National Guard, you show up one weekend a month and two to four weeks in the summer, depending on what the year looks like. So you're not submerged in that all the time. And for me, like, I'm completely opposite from like, nobody expects me to be in the military. I'm like this girly girl. Like, so that was like a complete opposite thing for me. So I'm not going home and shooting guns on the weekends. Like some people are like, there's no. a lot of people in the military that are kind of like rednecks in a sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't really go uh out in my backyard too much and you know shoot the birds so um it was kind of completely different for me I'm just laughing because I'm like thinking of some of the people that were in my unit but so for me it was more of like leading by example just doing the right thing like I, I didn't know everything like there's people underneath me that knew more about guns or that knew more about trucks or how to um in my section we dealt with like ammo so you know they knew how to strap down the shit better than I did because they were probably doing that at their personal jobs in like real life and everything and I would get that like oh, I know I used this last month but I kind of forget so just like knowing, you know, what I know, what you know, know what you don't know, and, you know, lead accordingly. And for me, like, it's just funny, because that's like the one part area in my life where I wasn't like, I didn't feel confident, like dictating and whatever else. But that's when you just had to be feel like comfortable tapping into different, different parts of yourself. Like, I know I'm not great at all of this, but I'm still going to operate to the best of my abilities anyway. I know that at the end of the day, if you, you know, do what you're told and you're a good person and you treat others how you want to be treated, you can figure out how to solve a situation. And if you don't know, go ask someone else. Mm -hmm. No harm in asking if you don't know something, but you don't have to be like, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I don't I don't, yeah. I, don't, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. Yeah, because you also don't want to look like a dumbass. Yeah. Well, especially in the army. They'll fucking make fun of you. They'll call you out. They'll be like, what the hell? Like, you've been in here for how many years? You don't know this, blah, blah, blah. Or they'll be like, Henry, we just did this last month. And I'm like, yeah, forget it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I love, I just realized that they, they call you by your last name. And so they're calling you Henry all the time. So uh -huh. you're like even more badass because your last name's a dude's name. The word I'm going to start calling you that now. 
It was weird at first because my older brother, like his friends would all call him Henry growing up. So whenever like people first started calling me Henry, I was like, this is just weird. Yeah. I don't like this. Or you could be like, excuse me, it's Henrietta to you. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had a friend that called me that growing up. So love it. There's some news. Like we, we really just have to talk more about this like DM stuff because there are so many women that were like my friends, your friends, listeners that were texting us about like, oh my God, I feel like you're t- you're in my living room talking to me and we're all just girls having a conversation. And I think the thing that people really were relating to the most is about how we talked about like creepy dudes on the internet and sliding into people's DMs. Mm-hmm. Do you have any DMs that you want to share with us? Um, some of the creepy ones maybe? Um, I started looking back like when, after the last episode, I was like, I kind of want to like look at these and see. And I'm kind of disappointed because I used to always get so many creepy ones, but now I've just had so many normal ones in between that they're not easy to find anymore. Whenever I first started trying to grow my Instagram a couple of years ago, naturally, I thought that the best way to do that was to post a lot of ass selfies. A belfie, if you will, you know, but selfie. And to be fair, I was also like obsessed with trying to grow my glutes. It was like at the beginning of like the grow your glutes era when we all decided we wanted to be team thick now, you know, thick with two C's. And um, so I was posting that a lot. And that's when I was getting a lot of DMs. So and now that I'm like, People that have been following me for a while know, like, no, I have a boyfriend or whatever else. Um, So I don't have as many. But the one thing that I have noticed um, is that guys are fucking lazy now. They don't even, like, try to, like, say as much weird shit as they used to. They just reply with, like, those little, like, you know, those emojis that you can click for, like, a quick response. I just You just get those all the time. I'm like, wow, I'm kind of disappointed in you guys. Like, you're really not putting in any effort. You think I'm going to respond when that's all you put? Like, give me something a little more juicy. At least make me laugh, even if you know I'm not going to answer. Like, entertain me, please. Like, I don't want to fucking see your heart eye or your fire emoji one more time. And if I haven't responded to any of those yet, I hope you know that it's not going to work the next 15 times you do it. Mix it up a little for me, please. Please. And gentlemen, we know that the the lazier you are in your response is how lazy you are in bed. That is, there is a proportional Mm -hmm. direct relationship between what and this goes for dating apps too if you just like hey how's it going i already know you're a guy who's gonna like come in two seconds not and like be like oh did you have a good time and you're gonna like i don't know just like oh let's go to the movies like something really unoriginal like where we don't even talk like i it's clear you're not interested in getting to know me you're just like trying to shoot a shot and at that point like don't fucking waste your time. I know I'm not going to waste my time. It's kind of sad. Like now that we've been having these conversations, I'm like, wow, I kind of like, like miss dealing with all of this. Like I haven't had to play with this in so long. I mean, the last five years have been wifed up. I'm just answer to Kevin's dog memes. He sends me, which are great, which are great. I love that for us, but kind of miss the action. But, um, I do want to share this one guy. Um, and I'm actually really sad. So I used to do this to my friend, too, and we would just, like, laugh about them all the time. But I took some screenshots so I could read them verbatim because they're so good. So this guy sent the same stuff all the time. So this one says, swear, you're just absolutely amazing. Pure gorgeousness. Straight out of heaven. Woman crush Wednesday. Fu- forever future wifey, no doubt. There's no um, punctuation. No separation of sentences. He just strings along. 
here's another one. Like, they're all so similar. Like, are you copy and pasting? This honestly might be the, wait, wait, this is the same message. He's just copy and pasting and just sending that to random whomever. It's literally from one screenshot to another. Cause sometimes he would like mix it up and say something slightly different, but it would sound the same. But I'm scrolling between these two and it says the same thing. Like what? You really, he did change the emojis. Like, I wonder if he just plays a tape. He's like, hey, this is my, this is my mute. This is my mood music that I have to play while um, I make sweet, sweet, passionate love to you. And then he just plays a tape of compliments. <laughs> just listen to his voice. <laughs> so he doesn't have to say anything at all. I can't. I'm imagining this and I just can't. He's not one capitalizing on that idea, actually. Anything can be a business nowadays. I'm gonna be honest. I sold a pair of my underwear one time on Instagram and <gasps> yeah oh yeah fuck it how much money did you make three hundred dollars stop it why don't more women do that what's wrong with doing that at all i don't see listen if you are weird and you are willing to spend your money on it like why would i not capitalize on that same thing with like the only fans like people are like judge me for it i'm like look are you sending me a, a check every month? No, you're not. So shut the fuck up and mind your business. Like, if this is how I, like, I make hundreds of dollars every month with OnlyFans. Like, and I don't even, like, okay, this is gonna be sad if any guys didn't subscribe yet. I might lose some followers, but I don't even post nudes. I just post, like, bikini selfies and things like that. And I make hundreds of dollars. And, like, people have offered me, like, like $300 for, like, a tit pick, but I just, I'm not comfortable with it. I'm not gonna do it. So I literally make like a lot of money doing that. And pe like people judge me. I'm like, judge me if you will. But if you ain't sending me a rent check, I don't want to hear it. No, you got to pay your bills. And it's it's easier to pay your bills that way than to go and wait tables every night. Like if you could do it, I'm sure if you weren't a business owner, if you weren't in a relationship, your priorities might be a little bit different and you might still like you might consider sending a nude here or there, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like, I don't know. And the, the older I get, the more uh, open-minded, like I was saying before, the more I'm like, you know, I like- we all have bodies. We all have boobs. And like, my goal is not to be like a teacher or a politician one day. So obviously I wouldn't ever want those photos to be leaked, but if they were, it wouldn't be as drastic. I feel like there's like so many like Instagram models nowadays that like, it's less like porn and it's more like, this is a business. Like, I feel like it's a, like a lot more acceptable. Obviously you still get a lot of people that are judging, but there's this girl, Nikki Guile. And like, literally all she does is she just has this website where she just like models nude. She doesn't even have to go do Playboy or do porn or anything. She just makes a boatload of money from her website and selling like these memberships. Like she doesn't even use OnlyFans. She's probably having a great fucking life too. Oh yeah. Like she has oh, all yeah. this free time because she could just take a shot here or there, like take a picture here or there and then like sell that. And then she has the fucking whole day to do whatever she wants. That's the life. And her boyfriend is her photographer. So she doesn't have to work with creepy men. And that's how he makes his living is like literally like it like feeds the both of them. Like for as far as I know. And she does like bang posts, like the energy drink and stuff. So she like makes money other ways too. But like, I've like honestly considered it. I'm like, Kevin, like we could literally make a living on just that. Like, and she like sells post services of herself and shit. And I'm like, that's like so cool to me. Like, 
that is literally life and like they go to bali and they can expense it all because they take they do photo shoots there so it's all a business expense it's all a write-off and they make enough money to go do it like she'll travel for like months on end just doing photo shoots and like i'm pretty sure that they stay at like the resorts and stuff for free because she's always tagging the resorts she's tagging where she gets her lashes done over there she gets her nails done over there and she tags it i'm like but she ain't paying for shit it's not illegal and it's not harming people like, why can't you, why can't you sell a, a couple of new photos here and there? Like, I'm really pro sex work. And I'm not, it's not to say that I would do it like myself, but I've considered it before for sure. I applied to a strip club when I was in college called Cheaters and it was Pepto-Bismol Pink. And like, I didn't show up to my interview, but I still what? applied. I was really considering it. I was really, really into like getting some quick cash when I needed it in college. And I had to support myself and it was really hard. And like, I'm sorry, but, like, if you were already having sex and already, like, dating, it's like, why not get paid for it if you can? It's just a photo. And then think about it just as a business investment and a business decision, too. Like, you're going to have more time. I'm not trying to convince you of anything because I already know where, like, (laughs) but I'm just saying, like, I would do it if I were you. That's what I'm saying. Um, Not you. So, you know, I have a different situation. But you would then have more time to spend on your business because it's a whole hell of a less lot less time to snap a photo here or there, or send your panties to a weirdo. Or like, I mean, no shame in your game if that's what if you're into use panties. Like, I I don't know. I really shouldn't judge you. Maybe there's something to it. I just don't know. Maybe it like I don't know. Maybe it trans you transcend into like the fourth dimension, and then all of a sudden you can like get your taxes done or like, I don't know, you're more motivated to take on the, <laughs> the, the, the mundane tasks of life. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not a panty sniffer, but maybe I could be, I, it's not for me to judge. And it's not for me to judge either. If you're going to sell your panties either. Did you pick like a really good pair or was it like a pair you didn't care about? So this is actually the part that I kind of feel bad about, but I'm going to, I'm going to admit it anyway. So I didn't know what to do. I like, cause I felt weird about the whole like wearing them part. Like selling it is one thing, but like sending like a, a worn pair was like really like, I don't know. But so I was trying to decide what, I, like which pair to let go of, whatever else. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy like a cheap pack from like the store. Like just get like a cheap thong and like I'll sell that one. And so I was like preparing myself mentally to do it. I finally got them. And then the kid sent me a dick pic. So I blocked him and then I didn't have his address anymore. So I never sent them. Does, am I going to hell for that one act? He paid for them already. I was like, you shouldn't have sent me the dick pic. You did this to yourself. Was that wrong? I don't know. I mean, he paid. No, no here's the thing. Like he, he paid for a, a, ser, a service slash product in this case, um, product being used Brie panties and he didn't receive them. Um, maybe if he's listening, send your address back to her. It was an honest mistake and she feels bad about it and she wants to make it right. It sounds like you want to make it right. I did feel bad. I would still, I would send them. I would, I would send a pair if he gave me his address. Yeah. I could tell you're, you're sad about it. But it was so long ago. I could never find him again. So when was this? Literally like three or four years ago. Yeah. Back when I was posting the Belfies. There you go. What do you think about dick pics nowadays? Like, do you like, do we like dick pics? Do women like, like, here's the thing. Like you speak for yourself. I don't understand me personally. You could like never send me a dick pic and me be like, oh baby, like that was hot. Like send me like a shirtless selfie or something. Like 
let me see, let me see your abs like let me see your body let me see that you work hard on yourself but just like your dick in your hand especially when it's unsolicited and i didn't ask for it yeah I hate those. Yeah. Like, why Why would you send that without any indication that I wanted yeah. that? Like, you thought that was going to really do it for me, and now I'm going to answer your DMs? Wow, I love your train of thought there, buddy. That's never okay. You can never send an unsolicited naked photo. That is, uh, what's it? It's like an assault of some kind, right? It's, I feel like it's classified under, Oh, I'm sure. like, an assault of, um, like, or a lewd act or something. Like, I feel like that's not legal. Like, I don't. Or it shouldn't be. Like, you can't just sure. decide that someone needs to see your naked salami. <laughs> but if I ask you for it, you should definitely send one. Because <laughs> that's just polite. Are you into them? Do you like them? Does it do it for you? Oh, I, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I like right? I, But I'm like, I, I know. Yeah, but I know that most women don't. But I don't. Don't send. Don't send me if I didn't ask for it. That's not. Yeah cute and it's like it's like it's gross it's just gross it's like I you are pervert I always report any account that sends them to me because I'm like I don't want them doing this to other girls so if you're listening and you think about sending a dick pic probably know you're gonna get fucking reported especially if you send it to me yeah block report all the above I don't know any woman who wants to be sent an unsolicited dick pic no one that's normal anyway I'm always trying to get my boyfriend to send me dick pics when he travels, <laughs> and he never will. <laughs> yeah, he never will. Really? <laughs> he won't do it. He's just like, no. <laughs> but I always just think it's so funny that, like, I ask him, I'm like, dick pic. I, I shouldn't say always, like, once or twice, like, I've asked him, and he's like, no. I would ask for, like, a little, like, mirror selfie or, like, a picture. Like, I would rather see, like, your top half than just your dick in your hand like if you want to be naked and that's like in there too really no see I don't want to see your face either really oh I like yes. those little face yeah I mean no that that's fine like I'm sure you do I'm sure it's a great <laughs> face I mean it is it's fine but like I just like no I I like we get objectified all the time like if I want a dick pic this is my time where I get to turn the tables and objectify you you go girl you go girl dicks in general just don't they're I'm not a I don't want to say I'm not a fan, <laughs> but, like, I'm still, like, not to be a child, but I'm, like, just still generally grossed out by penises. And we're working on it. We're working on it. But still, like, I don't know. I'm just I'm a little little gag reflexy. Like, they just, uh, They're kind of out there. I feel like it's just inappropriate looking. Like, I feel like vaginas are, like sweet they're like the flutes in a marching band penises are like the really loud like cymbals crashing in your ear like we hear we hear we hear and it's just like okay we get it could you just like calm down a little bit with your presence (sighs) at least like a vagina like vaginas aren't cute let's not like pretend like they are oh no i think they're great i think they're really cute they're like up in there, you know, at least they're not like hanging out, just flopping around in the wind. Hopefully, I don't know what, I don't know what you've been doing in your past life. They might be flopping around in the wind, but hopefully you got that. Sometimes it got to air out. Like I went through a phase where I didn't want to wear underwear and I just wore dresses and I just like wanted to get some air and it was kind of an exhilarating feeling. Oh yeah. I'm not saying don't go commando. I'm not saying let the air go. I'm just saying if, if your vagina is flopping in the wind, truly flopping and flapping, 
Yeah. I want to do some Kegels or something. I don't know. But there's nothing wrong with vag anatomy. Like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, I do I do think that we have a lot of shame about, like, what our own anatomy looks like, and it kind of has to stop. And I think that once you start yeah. getting more comfortable and what that what you look like and um, like whatever you need to do to know that like yours is normal. If it's a little beefier, it's like if it's a little bit like whatever, it's got some colors going on. It's like, no, it's it's like a beautiful piece of cake. And some people have like funfetti frosting and some people have like different colors. And it's like, it's all beautiful. And if anybody, guy or woman, whatever your partner is, gets to see it, then they should make you feel very special and make you feel like it's a delight. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that women need to start enjoying their bodies a little bit more and being more accepting of what they have. Because if anybody's spending any time down there, it's a treat. Okay. I uh, I saw this tweet the one day, and um, it was talking about because, like, all right, let's be honest. Even if you are a completely clean human being, you you know take care of your vagina as you should. We all, like, it doesn't fucking smell like a fucking party down there all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes that's the problem. It does smell like a party. <laughs> the after party. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's the morning after. Oh, yeah. shit. You know what I'm trying to say here. But go on. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Go on. As women, like, we're always, like, in, mm-hmm. for the most part, we're always insecure about it and such. And I saw a tweet the one day, and it was like, some girl was like, why are you so ashamed of it? Like, what did you expect it to smell like? Like, it's a fucking, like, orifice from your body that, like, you can, like, create humans from and, like, all these other things. Like, what did you, what you, why, why are you thinking it should smell like fucking flowers and cupcakes? Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, yeah, you're fucking right. Like, you're right. Like, what, what, what do you expect? What do you want from me? You know, if God wanted it to smell like a cupcake, he would have made it smell like a cupcake, right? Accept it, you know? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Have you smelled the underside of your balls lately? It's like what I want to be like, you know, like. (laughs) So I think we talked about the important things, you know, Mm -hmm. dick pics and, uh, you know, starting an apparel (laughs) line. And you've given me some ideas for like some future episodes too. So I took some notes. I took some notes for sure. I like it. I like it. Lord is so much more organized than me she's always like taking notes and I'm over here like just flailing my arms like I'm just happy to be here like thank thank god for you snaps for Lauren snap 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 let's get to know you in a little rapid fire round okay bring it to me the uncensored unfiltered what we really want to know how much dip is on your chip so this is actually uh, very important. There's a science to it. If you have too much dip, then all you taste is the dip. You don't taste the chip. If you have too little dip, it's like, why are you even dipping? So you never really need to like scoop, in my opinion, unless it's like you're to the end of the tub of dip. But if you half submerge for three little quick dips, that will give you the perfect amount. So half of the chip is submerged three times, nice and quick. You have the perfect amount. I love that answer. And also I want to know what's your favorite chip and what's your favorite dip combo? So on like, just like for like average cravings, I like a plain, like ruffle, wavy, salted chip in French onion dip. Oh, same girl. Amazing. Oh, so good. the ruffles are the best. The ruffle potato chips. Oh, 
it just adds that extra little element of like, oh. I'm a textural eater. It's the same reason why I like Dutch crunch rolls regular than like more than regular rolls. Have you ever had a Dutch crunch roll? No, what is that? Oh, well, when you come to the Bay Area, we'll get you a Dutch crunch sandwich. But it's got like a crispier, mm-hmm. crunchier, extra exterior. It's like a sandwich hack for life. You're never going to go back to a regular yeah, if if you all know, let us know. DM us. Let us know if uh if you if you're living the Dutch crunch life. I need to live the Dutch crunch life. Mm-hmm. It's Friday. What's your party drink, and how many drinks are you having? Let's be honest. Are we turning up, or are we just getting drinks with friends? Eh, I feel like since you brought up both answers, and like letting you talk about both, we'll give you both scenarios. All right, if we're turning up. We're drinking uh, vodka water with uh, crystal light because you know when you go to the bar, mm-hmm. you're not if you're going out to like get hammered, you're not you're not like ordering like some fancy bullshit skinny margarita stuff. You're like just getting the vodka water. You're pulling a little squeezy out of your purse, one quick drop so it's only lightly flavored, and that is perfect. I personally like the blackberry lemonade. Um, if we're just getting casual, oh, and with that you just basically it depends how turn you're trying to get, but multiple multiple uh minimum five probably um if <laughs> kind of vodka? we are you drink, like well vodka or are you like on some tito's hype tito's or something listen i want to be a tito's bitch but nine times out of ten i'm like fuck it i'm gonna be hungover anyway let's just ball on a budget here <laughs> no <laughs> i love that so much. like one day we'll get the bougie stuff but for now it's like mm, i'm gonna feel like shit regardless tomorrow so full send yeah. Right. Um, if we're just getting some casual bevs, I hope there's margaritas involved because I'm a slut for a margarita. But if there's not, Moscow Mule. Mmm. Okay. Moscow Mule is like the vodka, ginger, and lime, right? Yes. Yes. Ginger beer. Yes. Okay. So wait, which one is the, so the turn up is like the cheap vodka with the crystal light in your purse Mm. that you bring with like water, right? Okay. Yeah. I did that too when I was like prepping um, or like severely dieting. Like I would just bring like a little like squeezy bottle. Oh my God. I've done that so many times. It's hilarious. And then you have like a, so for me, it's like a fruit punch thing. Like I'll just squeeze it in because I'll get the cheap vodka and then it make it like my own fruit punch. So I'll get like the fruit punch flavored crystal light. And then everyone's like, what drink is that? And I'm like, don't you wish you knew? Yeah, and then after, like, two drinks, I'm, like, the philanthropist of, like, my Crystal Light flavoring. I'm, like, do you want a drop? You get it. I'm, like, Oprah. I'm, like, you get a squeeze of Crystal Light, and you get a squeeze of <laughs> <laughs> Like, random bitches at the bar. It's, like, how, like, girls become best friends at the bar. It's, yeah. like, this, or, I mean, in the bar bathroom, it's, mm-hmm. like, the same thing. I'm, just like, besties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, it's like it's like I just gave you a tamp under the under like the stall. It's basically the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm gonna give you a little oh, yeah. squeeze of Crystal Light. You know that tea doesn't sort of taste like trash. Let's make it taste great. Well, that's my thing. I don't like beer. I'm so over White Claws. It's like I don't like anything else. So I'm gonna make my own shit. Girls love a life hack. What's your favorite White Claw flavor? If you do have one. Um, if we're going by the original pack, it's the blackberry. I'm also a huge fan of the mango now. Um, I like them to day drink. Like if I'm day drinking, mm-hmm. I want a seltzer. But at night, it just doesn't feel right. It feels too much of like a, it's too soft. You know, I'm like, eh. If I'm drinking at night, I want I want a fuller send. You know, it's like watching PG when you're fully entitled to watch mm-hmm, R. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how I feel. Do you prefer chewy fruit candy or chocolate? Chewy fruit. I don't really love chocolate candy. Yeah, me too. 
I feel like I just OD'd on it when I was a kid with the Halloween stuff. I didn't like chocolate growing up. Um, I just started liking it, like, whenever I competed. But I like chocolate things, like brownies and chocolate ice cream. But, like, unless it's, like, a really good peanut butter melt away. If any of you are listening to this and you're from Johnstown, PA, and you know about Gardner's, like, the Gardner's peanut butter melt aways, oh, oh, baby. That's all I have to say about those. But, because, like, there's, like, Reese's Cups, like, they're okay and like you get them like the Reese's eggs are good when there's like more peanut butter but it's not there's nothing like a good quality peanut butter melt away I would choose that over of mm. but otherwise I just prefer fruit flavored things in general in life um for like every Christmas um I would get like pissed if my mom forgot to put Spongebob Krabby Patties in my stocking it's like mom what's the one thing I want this year Sorry if you're listening to this and you still believe in Santa, but um, I was like, Mom, what's... <laughs> if you still there's, believe in there's, there's always one. <laughs> right? Like, and if, if that's you, like, I feel like maybe there's some other things you should be listening to than this podcast. This might not be the right rating for you. But literally, like, every year, like, I'm like, oh my god, Mom, like, you don't even know your daughter. You forgot the Krabby Patties. And then so just after, like, years of shame, she was like, oh, can't forget those again. She's gonna be a little bitch if she didn't get them. I actually don't know what Krabby Patties or Peanut Butter Meltaways are. Oh god, I'm gonna have to send you some. I am, like, I did, I grew up, like, with hippies who didn't let me watch TV, like, ever. So I don't know a lot of things still. poor girl. We'll get you, we'll get you set up. (laughs) It's fine. Well, what is a peanut butter meltaway more specifically? Krabby Patties, I feel like, are more universal. Oh, my God. So, uh, have you ever just had, like, the, uh, yeah, Krabby Patties are just, like, the, like, um, gummy, like, fake cheeseburger things. Like, they've had, like, the pizza ones and, like, fake french fries, like, the little gummies. Like, that's what the Krabby Patties, no? Okay. Anyway, uh, peanut butter meltaways, it's just, like, like, high-quality milk chocolate and just, like, super creamy, like, literally melt-in-your-mouth peanut butter. Like, it's just, like, basically, like, a high-end Reese's Cup. Like, if you like Reese's Cups, it's, like, a Reese's Cup, but time times 900,000, like, quality level. They're incredible. Well, now I understand why you chose dessert over sex, because you've had the best of the best. Like, I'm over here plebing it out with, like, my Starburst and Dots. Like, no wonder why I'm going to choose sex. I mean, things might change now. <laughs> um... So you're in a grocery store. I'm going to convert you. I like it. Mm-hmm. Consider me converted. Well, no, I haven't had my peanut butter meltaways yet. So, you know, I'll let you know. You got to send me some next time you're in Johnstown. Sounds like they're only available I there. I will. So you're in the grocery store buying your dip and brownie mix as you do in true brief fashion. So you got you two items. There's someone in the express mm-hmm. lane with way more than 15 items. I want to know, do you stay quiet or you do? do you give them the business? I stay quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot of talk and I act sassy as hell. Like, especially when I'm like talking to my friends. I'm like, oh no, she didn't. But like in reality, like I really usually try to avoid confrontation unless you like really fire me up. But like in that, like that's one of those things is like, eh, whatever. Right. Eh, you're, you're an asshole and you'll have, you'll have karma coming to you at some point, but yeah. you're not affecting my day that yeah, much. That taking advantage of the express lane karma, it's going to get back to you hard. All right. Well, can't wait to talk more about all this. I took some notes with some really great topics. Also, I really want people to reach out to us. So how can we get you all to do that? How can text us, DM us, let us know. 
yes please we want to know what you guys think you can write reviews um i know you can do it on apple podcast lauren you probably know a little bit better at can you do it on other platforms yeah and if you don't feel comfortable leaving a review on like a public platform like send us a dm or follow us on our instagram and we'd we'd love to share the review if that's okay give us some um topic ideas you know hello at it's all bullshit podcast.com is our email and our instagram is it's all bullshit podcast on the ig and also follow brie at uh at brie henry b-r-e-e-h-e-n-r-y-y and follow waylon apparel at uh waylon w-e-y-l-y-n apparel a-p-p-a-r-e-l um like warren said we're having a launch this weekend which this will come out after the launch um but we have a lot of awesome pieces and we do have a men's line as well so if you're a guy listening to this it's not just women's athletic apparel it is for both okay so also for being a listener to this podcast you do get a discount code um on anything Waylon apparel um and that discount code is it's just gonna be it's all bullshit so if you guys can spell it's all bullshit You'll be good. Just put it in at checkout. Um, after you guys have everything, everything in your cart, there'll be an option at the end, and you get a little discount for being a subscriber or a, a listener, shall we say? With an apostrophe or without an apostrophe? Without. Good call. We're gonna do okay, without. Okay. So it's all bullshit. No apostrophe. One word. In order to save some money on your Waylon apparel, talk more and uncover more bullshit for you. Yes. We'll talk right. to you guys soon. Thanks for listening and subscribe to get notifications of fresh, bullshit-free episodes each week. Follow us on Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, at It's All Bullshit Podcast, or send your questions to hello at itsallbullshitpodcast.com.